0: Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Oh. One, two, a do. Minor Wisdom. Hey guys, Minor Wisdom this week has a very special guest. Mr. Luis Munoz, formerly of UIL One Act Play, UIL Theater, running the entire One Act Play system for UIL. I'm actually not doing this podcast from my house, this time from my quote unquote studio because I am very busy this week uh, with the Deer Park fires, with the ITC plant. We ended up having to host a district competition at my school, kind of last minute, and I am also contest managing this week for UIL one-act play, and I know it's very hypocritical for me to talk about contests and all this uh, theater for competition and such, and then I get very involved, and uh, as I explained to uh, my wife a couple days ago, I, I, I do this because I want to Uh, help make a change and um, it's not that I'm anti things, but I do want to help make a change. So speaking of hosting competition this week, this is now the eighth time that I have helped or assisted or my school has hosted, not necessarily this school, but a school I've worked at has hosted a UIL one-act play competition at any specific level, a couple different levels over the past few years. But uh, I thoroughly enjoy hosting. I thoroughly enjoy kind of being in control of that competition, letting the kids be there and just kind of experiencing our space and kind of experiencing how things are run in my space as kind of a a manager, if you will. And I, I, for a moment, just wanna take a second to recognize uh, one element of theater teaching. There are quite a few teachers that do not like their jobs. There are quite a few theater teachers that do not like their jobs for any given reason. They don't like their administrators. They don't like their students, which is weird. Uh, they don't like the person they work directly with, maybe their co-director, their assistant director, their head director, whatever. And those teachers don't understand how, how good they have it. And uh, speaking from experience, when I was teaching with the Hall of Famer Pamela Wilson. Uh, I I was miserable. She knows this. We've talked about it. But I was miserable. I did not enjoy my job. I enjoyed the kids. I enjoyed the school. Um, I can't say that I really enjoyed the administration, but they never really got in my way. So I guess it was not kind of neutral. But I, I I didn't enjoy working with Pam at the time. And I was young. I was cocky. I was egotistical. Some would say I'm still two of the three. And I change jobs. I went on to work professionally, most of you know my background, but I went on to work as a lighting designer for Straight Note Chaser and I was seeking a job. I was looking for a job. I needed to get out because I just did not feel respected. I did not feel trusted and really it wasn't even that. I was too sort of blinded by the idea that maybe, just maybe, Pam was teaching me everything I eventually needed to know to be a powerhouse in this, in this world, in this world of education, in this world of theater education. I'm not calling myself a powerhouse, but I, I'm definitely someone that, that respects the, the, the art of theater education. I'm, I'm one that respects the curriculum. I respect the students. I respect the hard work that it takes to do all this, which has made me who I am today. And when I took over the current job that I have, I reached out to Pam to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was the way I was. I'm sorry that I maybe had some anger issues. Maybe I snapped back at you because I thought as a mid-20 year old kid, I knew better than this woman who had been working in this business for decades. And she is a legend. She knew exactly what she was doing. She was patient with me. She taught me everything I know now and I could not be where I am because of her. All that said, you know, maybe eventually I'll have her on the podcast, but all that said, I I want to sort of let those teachers know that are struggling, that maybe in their first year, maybe in their 10th year, I don't know, and they're working with somebody that they might not like. Maybe it's not them, maybe it's you. Maybe you just need to take a step back and realize that you can take something away from this experience. You can take something away from the person you're working with the people you work for they are giving you something it might not be right now what you want or think you need but i guarantee you're going to look back and think you know what that wasn't half bad because there are situations you could be in that are a lot worse my students this week experienced schools that came into our facility that are not a part of our district that are not really even close to our school And these kids, the kids coming in, were just kind of, their their minds were blown with the facility that we have, with the space that we have, with the uh, amenities that we have. And my students, on the opposite side, were blown away that these kids thought this stuff was amazing because they take it for granted. Don't take things for granted. You are in the position you are in. Take advantage of it. Do the best you can with it. And if you are truly that miserable, move on, because nobody wants you there if you are that miserable. I hope you enjoy my sort of pseudo-soapbox, but also just a message I felt like it needed to get out there on the podcast. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys enjoyed this interview. It's, uh, it's a really good one, as as it should be. It is Mr. Luis Munoz. Minor wisdom,
1: brother, minor, minor.
0: If you always have a problem, then you are part of the problem. Uh, 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 uh. This week's groaner joke is... Teacher goes up to a student and says, Hey, little buddy, if you had one dollar and you asked your father for one more dollar, how many dollars would you have? Kid looks at the teacher and says, I'd have one dollar. Teacher says, you clearly don't know your math. The kid looks straight at the teacher and says, well, you clearly don't know my father. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, my interview with Mr. Luis Munoz at a local barbecue stop down here in Houston, Texas.
1: I was born in a uh, small town on the border. I was probably born within a hundred yards of the banks of the river, on Mexican Independence Day in 1954, my mother could hear the drums and the trumpets blaring as they were celebrating their Independence Day. Um, and I grew up in a, in a, in, a, in a small town in a ranching environment. I didn't live at the ranch, but we we ranched. That's so my my, my my dad did that. So. Um, went through school and and really our our, our only um, theater experience at the school was doing one-act play but there were also all kinds of pageants and theatrical events and that little town even had a community theater for a time that would bring in the latest shows from Mexico City and produce them in Spanish. We had our movie theater, we had all those things, and those are the things I loved. Uh, I had a passion for it. Uh, I kind of laugh at at looking at photo albums, the family photo albums, because, um, you know, I may be four, five, six years old, and and I'm in a costume. (laughs) I'm wearing something, and you combine that that love for make-believe with a great aunt living with you who is a seamstress. And it's magic all the time, you know. I need my sword, I need my this, I need my cape, um, you know. uh, So there were things there that motivated me, but not not in the sense that we have now of, well, I took four years of theater arts and two years of technical theater. <clears throat> that wasn't out there. You you get a a year speech, and and, and and you were lucky to, to have that. Um, but it it was interesting that um, my goal in life was was to be a journalist, and I dreamt of going to Columbia. And uh, I, I looked up to the Edward Morrows of the world and the Walter Cronkite's and. Um, And then, because of one-act play, I got invited to a summer theater workshop. Uh, Four weeks, I think it was four weeks, at UT Austin, uh, where I first met Bob Singleton. He had just graduated. This would have been 1971. Um, And, you know, you, you had all these people. Lynn Murray had just started. Um, at the league office, I'd been there a couple of years. And all of a sudden, th- that magic of theater hit me. And I remember telling my mother at the time, I want to go into theater, at which, which point my dad about fainted. Um, <laughs> and I said, no, mom. I said, well, what about journalism? I said, no. Uh, and I remember my words to my mother were, I can, I can relate the truths and facts in journalism. The theater is about the bigger truths, the the big stories, the the, the big lessons, the big morals, uh, and uh, combining that with my whole passion for playing make believe, that was the place. That was the place, and, that was the place, and uh, I would often get in trouble for cutting the grass with uh, in patterns. Uh, <laughs> And you know, I was I was I was doing what what do they call the uh, the, uh, the, the crop the, the, circles? Yes, of, crop yeah, circles yeah, yeah. Uh, around the ranch, and uh, but uh, uh, it, it was an inspiring thing, you know. And uh, <laughs> we would get to see a play once a year. Yeah. And and but from there, there was enough to tell me, right, go do this, go do this, give it a try, and, uh, and that did.
0: Right. Uh, so where did you, you went to university, uh, and then professionally speaking, where'd you, where'd you go once you were out in the real world? Uh,
1: uh I went straight through my bachelor's and into my master's, right. finished up my master's and was working in doing outdoor theater one summer, uh, on my way to, uh, I've been offered an assistantship, uh, uh, um, with uh, Actors Theater
0: Louisville. Okay.
1: And, and also had gotten interest from some folks in LA, and my wife was the first person to get a BFA in acting okay. out of Southwest Texas State. <clears throat> and uh, uh, interesting in enough, it was cut short. Uh, one day I get a phone call, and it's a principal in San Antonio saying, Are you interested in teaching? <laughs>
0: seems to be a very common back back then not to sound not to age you but it seems to be a common theme that 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 was kind of how theater teachers got their jobs was just somebody that had a name didn't necessarily have a name in education but they just they they had a name out there and a principal just gave them a phone call yeah you're not the first person to tell me that
1: and, and so I flew into San Antonio, and they offered me the job. Yeah. Uh, when I got back, and they said, "Okay, we'll need your certification. We'll need it." The- yeah. And I said, "What certification?"
0: Yeah.
1: Because I wasn't certified. I right. was. I was, I was a directing major, and uh, um, so uh, we said, "Well, there's okay. There's something called emergency certification. Right. We, we're going to get you on this plan." And and ten years later, I was still there. Yeah. I'd just fallen in love with it. I'd fallen in love with working with the kids. And um, about as close as I got to Broadway was the fact that my high school was close to the corner of Broadway and Nacogdoches (laughs) in San Antonio. Uh, But uh, I had some wonderful students, some wonderful experiences there. And uh, I I never looked back. I never looked back. you know, you get these forks in the road professionally. Um, and when I left teaching, uh, my brother had a startup operation in, in the valley. And uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a video production company. And there was nothing like it down there. And uh, uh, we were producing commercials and uh, that company grew. And, and uh, uh, eventually I, I created what is now called an incubator. Because I was bringing in all these solo guys, <clears throat> we were all sharing the rent, living under one roof, and giving each other jobs uh, to work together. Uh, so I had the cinematographer, I had the film shooter, I had the animator, and um, you know, ev- eventually we, we, we were producing stuff. Uh, uh, we produced a children's series for Discovery uh, International. We uh, we did a lot of the major Tejano videos and. Uh, uh, we had the Grammy for, for one year uh, when Selena, her final video, that's one where she's on the staircase, mm-hmm. so we produced that one down ah. there and uh, um, I ended up in it because we a talent got stuck in traffic and we were not going to wait with a crew clocking hours. Uh, and so it was a neat experience yeah. uh, with that and and, and then the, it started to grow with radio stations being added and, and concert venues. and. Uh, as my wife said when I was at UIL, she said, you're out about as much as you were at home <laughs> during that time because yeah. we were working different cities and the like. And, uh, uh, but that in itself, that business experience uh, gave me a, a, and gives anybody, I think, a, a different perspective on things. Uh, you know, when, when you're dealing with somebody at NBC or something screaming at you, uh, you can very easily deal with someone talking to you about a cent. Right. And, yep. and so when Mr. Murray des- re- decided to retire after 32 years and he said, are you interested in applying? I said, yeah, it's time. Yeah. I'm becoming a fish out of water yeah. in that business world. I'm, you know, too much overhead, too much this, too much that, not enough family time, <clears throat> and I still love theater. Right. And, uh, and I still love teaching, and if I could still have that contact with the teachers that...
0: All um, right. So if you, could, if you could go back to the 70s, back to when you graduated, mm-hmm. and tell yourself some advice, don't worry, something to, to uh, kind of, a, it's, it's, it's in a way advice to new teachers now, but if you could go back and tell younger Luis Munoz, hey, don't worry, it's okay, Here's what you need to do. What? Anything specific pop to your mind?
1: Yeah. It's going to sound crazy. It's going to come Probably from the not. ranch. <laughs>
0: OK. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: this friend of mine who, who had survived polio and was on crutches at the time, and I were working in one of the corrals. And this bull took off after us. <laughs> And we ran and ran and I climbed over a fence and Jr. just pole vaulted <laughs> over that fence. And then watching that bull coming at us, this is, like I said, it sounds crazy, but if you just, if you're like that bull coming after something, if you chase something like that with that intensity, that strength, that conviction, without worrying about whether it's going to win or not, or whether it's this or that, you got to do things with passion. Uh, to use the Spanish phrase, "con ganas," you got to have that passion behind you and what you do, that that belief, and 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 don't look back, because because yeah. man, once that second's gone, I mean, I'll never have the '70s again, or yeah. the '80s, or the '90s, or 2000, or 2010, or yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it, Hope uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, but but you don't have that. You don't get it back. And yeah. and, and we have so many people who want everything to happen all at once. I, I call that the McDonald's mentality. I want it. And I want it now. And I want it here. Yeah. The quality, it, it's there. No man, make the patty. Yeah. Cook it. Yeah. <laughs> it so right.
0: here here's what what I've. This is not me blowing smoke this is something i've i've said to a lot of people there's and because i'm a big uh, person an advocate if you will for instant communication we have it now right (laughs) 10 15 years ago it wasn't as easy it got easier it's still it's getting easier and easier right instant communication so i would tell uh, directors colleagues if you will that if luis muñoz during uil season can and and mind you they're short emails you're not wordy you're not verbose in your emails can you get to the point right <laughs> but you you respond within 24 hours maybe even less than that sometimes i don't know how you do it but i remember as a no-name director sending you an email hey is it okay if we do x y and z and within an hour you responded now going back to what you said about the the mcdonald's theory which which i like that uh did you do that because you knew you had anxious, uh, stressed out directors and you knew you had an obligation to kind of put their mind at ease? Whether, whether you t- told them what they wanted or not, you at least yeah. gave them an answer.
1: Yeah, uh, because I grew up in the days where you had to mail something and get it mailed back right. for an answer. Right. You might be able to get a phone call in right. to the office and every one of those questions is serious mm-hmm. it's or they wouldn't take the time to to ask you right and uh, I, I used to tell staff i said if you heard it a hundred times and i've heard it 500 times or you heard it a thousand times it's their first time right and you have to treat that with respect and yes you may be need sometimes uh, sometimes there's 300 emails a day mm-hmm. you know on on, on, on in, in the peak moment especially when we had those windows of District had to happen in two weeks. Right, it was nuts. Right, and before email, that phone was ringing and people on hold. And there, there's there's a, a wild story about this when I'm when the Blackberries came out and the and we had the I guess the flip phones at that time. <laughs> and I'm I hope the DPS doesn't hear me. And I'm driving, talking on my, on my on my phone right. with somebody on hold on the Blackberry. And as I get to the house, the gar- garage door opens up and my wife is standing there with our phone. (laughs) Uh, And there was one year where she, I wish I could remember the number, but she kept tallies of the phone calls at home. Well, yeah, uh, and and you don't know when it's urgent or not. You don't know when someone's had an accident or they've lost a judge or they, um, uh, in, in those situations, but yeah, people deserve it. I worked, I didn't work, I worked for the UIL which was bought and paid for by the schools in Texas. Right. So I worked for people like you. Yeah. And and yeah, there were times when I'd wake up at 3 a.m., thirsty or something, and I'd look at my phone or I'd look at the computer, and there was an email from somebody or two, and I'd answer.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and and you, and you got
1: you got you got used to it for a while, and to there were there were standard replies to some that I had set up as signatures. Right. Uh, and then there were some that were permissible, approved right call me right <laughs> right if, if it was going to take me more than ten fifteen i 'm the same way with with texts right you know if you 're going to write that much call, call me. me yeah
0: yeah uh,
1: so yeah it's, it's it's a degree of respect for people 's work and, and 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 knowing that hey there's people that you that have gone through HSPVA that have, have gone through college have done, and then there 's that librarian.
0: Mm-hmm
1: or the biology teacher, yeah. or the teacher, or the, or the superintendent whose daughter wants to do one-act play in that little tiny school, right. and he's the only one that's going right. to, so he does it for his daughter. And, and, and they're seeking help, and they, they want to do it right, right. and, and uh, as best they can. What
0: is your proudest, and what is your one thing, you know where this is going, <laughs> what is your proudest accomplishment in your role as, as head of one-act play, and then what's the one thing you wish, like, oh, man, if I just had one more year or something like that i I know I could have gotten this done um, and the answer could be nothing but. no there's a yeah. lot okay. l- a lot of things <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: you know a, la- the last year I was there uh, i I was starting to prepare the new handbook okay. so that the new person that came in would have a working copy to with whatever changes had already happened in there and uh I started making a list of the changes between the 15th and the 25th edition and I stopped keeping track at 60. (laughs) I'm going to kind of place certain rules and categories. I'm very proud of the fact that we don't disqualify people over anything and everything. And I'm not saying that, that that was a punitive thing in the past. I think it was necessary at a yeah. certain time. Uh, the fact that students get acting awards. I love working on panelists, now that I'm judging. It is so neat to be around your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not agree when you're doing that acting awards or things of that nature, sure. but you do. If there was something left... That I still wanted to finish. So uh, I- I'm gonna, going to back a little yeah, bit. Sure. I'm going to go back to those things that uh, that relaxed the context, the contest in every context of the word. Sure. That made people less tense, hopefully, and and happier to be there, and relax the set rules and this kind of stuff. The one thing. And I think it'll be, maybe end up being the same answer to everybody that ever has this job, man. And that is getting small, more smaller schools involved. And to you, secondly, what do you do to train teachers? You know, you you, you go out there, you, you this, this year alone, I've, I've watched over a hundred shows clinics contests and the like. And I'm watching and I'm saying, okay, this is a general problem here. Mm-hmm. And like any teacher you're going to say, what can we do at conferences at this and this and that to work on this particular issue that seems to be widespread. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Either staging issues or voice or this or that. And I think those are the kinds of things that uh, when I left there uh, I you know, I, I still didn't feel like I'm comp- to accomplish, but I'm, but I'm okay with it because I know I think that's going to be something everyone's going to walk away with. It's like, what what are the issues of the day? Yeah, and uh, and, and and I'm also extremely proud of the design program and the film program, mm-hmm. adding those elements to to the theater program at, at, at UIL. Uh, it's given a whole thousands and thousands of new kids. Yeah, an, an outlet, a place yeah. to. To show their work, a, a place to be recognized, uh, 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 a place to feel good about themselves, yeah. and uh, uh, and so I stuck it out with film because yeah. that, that that's the baby I wasn't quite ready to. I was still changing diapers on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, it's funny. Like my so my perspective is because at HSPVA we did not compete, right, right, for obvious reasons. Um, and Bob used to always say. We don't compete because if we win, of course, we're supposed to. And if we lose, well, we're supposed to be the winners. You know, we're supposed to be the best. So we always, but we hosted. So we were very much like a community college in that regard. We always hosted. We were just, so my perspective on one-act play when I got out of high school was, oh, I, I love managing. I love hosting this. I love being in control of this, which I still do today, but I had no, real history with one-act play so when I became a teacher and I want you to I want you to tell me how wrong I am that's what I that's what my goal is with this conversation right when I became a teacher I hated one-act play when Mm -hmm. I started because I it's competition oh my gosh this is the art this is arts and I know you've heard this a thousand times but I I was just not a proponent of it I, I did not like it um now almost 10 years into to teaching uh theater um it, I've changed, right? You know, I, I know how much of a of an influence of a, of a driving force this is for theater in Texas. You can see, and I've experienced states that don't have one-act play and how, like you said earlier, the biology teacher is the theater teacher because they just happened to do a couple shows when they were a high school student, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that is not the state of Texas. I know you have your couple of schools that are still like that, but... We are where we are because of UIL One Act Play. We have, a lot of us have jobs because of it. Um, and so that's, that's what opened my eyes to, hey, man, chill out, love it, <laughs> embrace it. But what do you say to that person that's out there? Because we did an episode, my very first episode of this podcast was about theaters a competition. And I tried to play devil's advocate a little bit. You know the the, the Tommy Toon Awards, the uh, GATSMA, Am I saying that? I don't. You know the, the Greater Austin Awards. Mm-hmm. All those award shows. You know, make make theater competitive. And you've got people out there that say, never. It shouldn't be competitive. It is an art. We shouldn't compete in art. Why is it okay? I don't
1: know. Why do the networks uh, broadcast the Oscars and right. the Tonys? And uh, yes, it is competitive. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, and more so, the theater. I'll say for this reason, that there's a professional component to this. And even the visual artists have to compete at galleries to, to sell their works. Or they can't put food in their mouth. Uh, so what are rules? What are, what's the difference between UIO rules and the union rules? What's the difference between limitations on set and a budget? You're expected to either produce income or you're expected to produce some results, maybe. Hopefully not by administration because it'd be good to have people like you being administrators. Um, There's a great book that was written by one of the founders of the UIL, Roy Betachek. It's called Educational Competition. Mm -hmm. Great reading. I personally feel... That that competition just makes you work that little bit harder. That you're not willing to accept something substandard for yourself or your students in terms of process, which leads to people say it's all about the product. No, no, you can't create the product without the process. Right. You know, you have it. They work together. You either have you can't have one or the other. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and uh, can you gauge the success of a program by how many times it went to state? No. When 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 um, I open the state meet by saying we have uh, forty-eight or forty-eight of the of the best shows in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. not the forty-eight best shows. Yes. Things happen. Yeah. Things happen, and things uh, the best show in the state may have gone overtime. Right. May have dropped in zone. Uh, those kinds of things and yeah we we, we 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 could say that and we can say okay maybe there there are some parts of this that become negative uh but you're absolutely right why were directing programs created in the state of texas because teachers doing the one act play were going to oklahoma to get to take their courses in directing. And then, all of a sudden, UT, a couple of people said, well, we're going to offer them instead. Yeah. And here come the theater programs. Then, that's the brilliant move by the UI to say, are your teachers have to be full-time employees of your school district? Oh, gosh almighty. <laughs> we, we, we've got to <laughs> employ people who are certified. Yeah. And, and who have uh, some kind of certification or degrees, and we have to hire people, because during that time, they would hire guns. They, mm-hmm. they were hired guns. Mm-hmm. And the rich schools would hire professionals to come in director shows, and, and, and so a lot of that was going on. Uh, so the influence it has had on educational theater, I'm not gonna say just in Texas, mm-hmm. but uh, were, there, were there contests like this before the UIO one? Yes, mm-hmm. it was modeled on something from out of state. Right. But uh, <laughs> when uh, somebody I was out of state doing a keynote in Virginia, and uh, somebody said, oh, Texas and its rules and I say, you try managing 1,300, 1,200 schools without rules. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be spend
0: weeks. Well, that, I mean, that's <laughs> the analogy to athletics. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to have rules. You, you can't just yeah, you, go yeah, out on a football to. field and.
1: Well, there's, there's safety. Yeah, there's yeah, practicality. Yeah. There's management issues. There, and and the big one is, is equity.
0: Yeah, just trying or, to. be... Where you at
1: least try to accomplish some sense of yeah. equity? Uh, therefore hey you, this amount of fabric or the and then just the idea of storing things mm-hmm. I mean you are contest managing right now you know yeah. what it's like when some, someone shows with an 18-wheeler full of stuff and they've got a 10 by 10 space yeah. <laughs> and 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 so uh, these things have been developed over the years and I don't know that there's a real answer to the why yes why no to to competition but it exists right it is real right it is real, and to say it does not exist in the arts is not to be truthful. Right. It is an alternative reality to say that because you're either competing for food in your mouth or awards or box office take.
0: Right. What do you say to the directors that don't put as much value into one-act play, still still do it, still, still go along with it, but they think the, the product that they put on stage in their theaters for their communities and their communities only, mm-hmm. why should I give as much push, as much blood, as much sweat, as much tears, co- competition aside, for that particular show, for that traveling show?
1: Because, Blake, you just said competition aside. It's a play. Yeah. And what? why should one play be less than the other? The idea is that every one of those plays is done to the best of your abilities. Uh, the comp- the competition is, is a component of it, and, and yeah, there's a certain structure, rules, time, that kind of thing. But the play itself, how is it different, besides length and unit set, than this play that you open your season with, the one you followed with, the one that comes after? Uh, like I told the cast yesterday, I said, What happens after tonight with your show is not in your hands, outside of you doing the best darn show you can possibly do that night or that day or that morning, whenever that hot (laughs) may fall. (laughs) But I I think that's, you're right, and and certainly when I was directing, by working them hard on every show, they all took care of themselves because you establish a discipline. You established a standard, and no one show was better than the other. You know, whether it was that musical, I mean, what it took for me to put my soul into Annie Get Your Gun uh, versus Hamlet, I mean, took an effort on my part, right. okay? <laughs> sure. But I needed to do it, and I needed to do it right, and those kids needed to feel good about it, and yeah. I needed to feel good yeah. about it as so an okay. artist. Um and and so that's that that's what I tell people. I said, why, either you know, um, let's do these shows, and then we're really going to work on. It. No, because they will not have the skills. Right. It's it's like saying, you know what, we're gonna we're we're gonna play this one game of football, but we're never going to train for it. Right. And we're never going to scrimmage, and we're never going to do this, and so. When they get here, it's those teachers are saying, "Oh, they're not working for me. They're not disciplined. They're not learning because they weren't expected earlier." Right. Or you do great, great, and then just eh, let's throw this together, and that's a letdown. Yeah. Why can't that play have the same quality that I've brought to the table before? And then whatever happens happens. You yeah. know, that's going to be in the hands of three people mm-hmm. or one person or or, or whatever, yeah. and it's going to be a, a, a the scores and the numbers and the lowest sum and the the majority of ones or twos or threes or uh, or judges preference or right. you know I, you know I, I I used to have a little saying when when I was judging and uh, and I actually used it with the directors the, uh, last uh, yesterday and I said take this right I said but the rules say three of you are going to advance. I may want. I may want to advance three of you, four of you, five of you, six of you, or none of you. Yeah. Three will advance. Yeah. And uh, it, that doesn't lessen the quality of the ones that don't. It's 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 like the facets on a jewel. Yeah. This one's a little shinier for whatever reason, and as you get higher up in the ranks, man, it just gets harder and harder and harder. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you know, again, going back to, to, to that, the, the if if you, if you teach, if what you teach is good theater habits, good theater skills, and you develop all of those, they'll be good for any show you do out there, and whether it's a contest or not, yeah. it's relevant.
0: Yeah. Let's say a, a show was done. You know, there've been uh, uh, there was a time that there were a hundred Mary Gerrards, right? Right. Uh, there's always that kind of play that you know, uh, the Curious Incident. Um, uh, all, all these shows are become cyclical, I guess. Yeah, right. But has there ever been a version that uh, of of a show that was kind of maybe on that list of wow, we just see a hundred of these, but it was just beyond unique, beyond stellar. Made it to state, and you're like, wow, this this really is a show that stood out to me. So,
1: so, so a show, a show you're asking about a show that has a history of a long history of production, Uh, a long history
0: of production. So, a View from a Bridge uh, won a few years ago. I don't remember, Um, you know, a couple years ago, and and I got to see that. That was Montgomery. Yeah, and uh, it, I had seen a View from a Bridge at the Alley Theater. I'd seen it years ago in Cincinnati, but that state show was unlike either of those in a good way yeah it was and mind you there's some sentiment towards like these are kids doing it and maybe that's in the back of my mind and I can't remove that like oh my gosh these kids are doing this but it blew me away you know it was uh I just thought it was the most beautiful show I'd ever seen in state the few years that I'd been or in one-act play to be honest just the way it was put on you know, I'm not going to slight,
1: I, I don't, I don't want to slight anybody. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, and, and yeah. But but, but I'm going to say it. There is a show. Um, well, I'm going to talk about two shows. Sure. One when I was state director, and another one when I first started teaching. Okay. I'm going to start with the first start of teaching. Um, like I told you, I went to a high school where one act, hey, boy, we never advanced. Okay, let's <laughs> just put it that way yeah. just, we never advanced. And uh, and I contest, I worked the contest like you in, in college, and 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 um, so uh, I get this job in San Antonio. I was talking about earlier, not knowing they had won back-to-back state titles in the big in the big conference. Yeah. With Hamlet and Oedipus. Okay. So I walk into that. <laughs> okay. And uh, I did my show. I got it to area. That alternated area, and um, I went to the state meet that year. And in conference, I, I guess it was five year at that time, or before the B's or after the B schools. Anyways, it was the, the big conference, the large school. And uh, Newman Smith was there. Mildred Pevedo was directing uh, a production of, of uh, the Prime of Miss Jean Brody. And i have been watching the shows, and wow, wow, okay. Nate knew, wow, that thing knocked me over. I said, whoa, how did she get that out of those kids? Yeah. How did she do that? And I say, I told him, and I spent the next three years after that figuring out how. (laughs) And then I had my first, what was supposed to be a state qualifying show, there were some issues with the announcing of results. Sure. And at that time, once it was announced, it was over. Uh, Then later on as state director, I normally would go between the houses. I'd see the first part of one, go around the back, see the last part of the other, watch the first part of that theater, come back. And it was um, Creekview's production of Death of a Salesman that uh, Missy Head directed and I'm not, I don't remember who was working with her at the time. It was Demond or, or who, who was there, but uh, I sat there glued, and and I think it was like condensed soup. <laughs> okay. Everything was there for me to see, to taste, and I never had never understood that play better than I did in its simplicity. Yeah and without, <clears throat> it was just there and I couldn't leave it. I couldn't leave to the other hall. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I so apologized <laughs> to, I will not mention who it was at the time, but <laughs> right. whose show I missed at the time. But uh, th- there was that moment and it was I think because of the structure of the one I played, because you had to cut. I think there's some plays that work better in less than 40 minutes than they do in two hours. Right. And, uh, and in this case, the, the you know, you, you take a beautiful tapestry like death of a salesman. And, and there are so many threads in a tapestry. and you pull that one yeah. and you show me that one. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was memorable. The first time I saw the diviners just floored me, and that was Deer Park that did that in 1981 uh yeah 1981 uh uh there, there have been several shows uh over oh the time i'm sure so yeah, yeah that uh, were just brilliant <coughs> yeah
0: stunningly done
1: brilliant pieces of art yeah that you saw out there they weren't just plays or pieces of art okay yeah. they may have been in small frames okay yeah and uh uh you know and condensed and everything but carried the wallop yeah that either in in making me laugh and making me cry and whatever the case may
0: be. Has there been a show at a zone or district that you were judging that you were like wow this I mean it's ready? Yes you want to share or no, no. <laughs> okay okay that's fine <laughs> but you knew you knew yep. yeah you, you know, uh,
1: but but you and you and you don't dare say that right no, no no the next thing you
0: know yeah another judge doesn't the, agree the next right. the next level sure. they drop and, yeah
1: and, and and uh uh so you don't want to talk about those things but get
0: it but being ready that early is yeah impressive sure. yeah has there been an actor or actress that you've seen in, on any level that you knew and has become but you knew at that time they are going to be a star. They're gonna be on Broadway, they're gonna be wherever a star is born, they're gonna be in LA. You saw them and it was like, yep. In one act, maybe. Okay. Uh,
1: At summer camp, yes. Okay. And uh, I was doing the, it was 1984. And the I'm, year, not the play. Yeah, 1984, <laughs> the year. Yeah, okay. not the play. Although I saw a real good 1984 at, at, the, at, the, at the summer camp at uh, Georgetown okay. a couple years ago that Scott Tipton directed. Um, but it was 1984, and I was directing at the UT Summer Workshop. And there was this young lady I cast in Tom Jones as Mrs. Waters. It was the first time we'd done that adaptation. And it was Sherry Stringfield. Several Emmy nominees, yeah. and she even got her own got milk ad. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. and I was sitting there, and there was a rawness to her. And we were picking, picking, and I said, "No one's taking her." I said, <laughs> "So it was kind of." I went out of order. I said, "Okay, I want her." Yeah. Before anybody else gets this person. Right. Uh, and sure enough, you know, you, you see the you see that uh, that that child right. at the time because she must have been all of 16, 17, and already had that gorgeous voice and, right. and, and the like. But but you see people like that. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's been so many kids, but not all of them go into theater. Right. Um, most of them don't. Or, or uh, you know, I'm not going to mention by name an amazing young... Uh, actress from the Dallas area again I worked with her in camp and when I found out she was going to major in theater I talked to her parents those that were asking about different schools and I said you've got to make sure that you take her somewhere they won't ruin yeah because she is so natural she is she's made for TV mm-hmm. she's made for film and uh, um, uh, amazing empath right (laughs) okay just an empath yeah just
0: yeah in your early career as an actor favorite role Tevye okay 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 (laughs) where was that that
1: was at Texas A&I University okay Interesting. Yeah.
0: As a Jewish man, I appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh uh, gosh, I love it. I love that's my
1: all-time favorite musical and. That's great. Even musical film. Okay. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It translated oh. well to film. <laughs>
0: well, okay. Yeah. I grew a beard to be like Topol. S- swinging into the film world because uh, you know I don't. I honestly don't know how many people know how much you love films, classic films. I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that. Similar to like when you, you know, I'm sure you had this when you were a kid, when you see your teacher at the grocery store, some common place, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, they're a human? You know, like they yeah. do human things. There are probably people out there that think Luis Munoz is just this robot that used to sit in an office in Austin. You know, they don't know there's a person behind that. There's a, there's a, there's a bleeding man behind that. But um, So you are very, uh, an advocate for film, for classic films. Yeah. And, maybe and, not just and, yeah, and new, and current and new films. Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, new works. So, what is? Can you I, can you narrow it down to one or maybe top three films of the uh, favorite films of all time for you? The Godfather. Okay. Godfather. Or Godfather Two. Both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, so, so that's, <laughs> that's film it, that's number two. one and film number two. <laughs> I love Lawrence of Arabia. Okay
1: knowing that this isn't a computer-generated image in there. Sure. I just love the cinematography. I I go see it every summer at at the Paramount in 70 millimeter in in downtown Austin. They have an incredible uh, classic film festival in Austin that starts in May and runs through September. Opens with Casablanca. There's nothing like watching Casablanca with a thousand other film fans. Wow. But I also love the classic horror genre. Okay. you know, I, I build monster models. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to monsters, I'm very geeky. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you? I, I do you, go, Am
0: I making this up, or do you have pictures on your Facebook, uh, like old pictures of some of that stuff, or, am I, or Maybe it, I've it, seen it It, a, it some, could be. Somebody's posted it, you know, something. Uh, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I you know I don't have the steadiness of hand or eye anymore, or the, to do some of that detailed work, but I, I I sure love doing it, and. Uh, uh, since I was very young, I, I've collected memorabilia. Okay. And then later on, started collecting autographs and I have going on 5,000 wow. pieces, uh, uh, you know. Displayed? Um, Is this stuff displayed? N- or? No, they're okay. in, in big old notebooks. Some okay. are displayed. And,
0: uh They're preserved though. They're, they're preserved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There's, there's some mostly Golden Age, uh, I probably have probably one of the largest collections of Golden Age Mexican film <laughs> folks. Uh, But uh, a lot of the classic actors, from Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, uh, um, Ben Turpin. uh, What's the
0: hardest one you've uh, (laughs) received, or had to go get, or hustle for, or whatever? What's what's the most? For those
1: who know film, it's going to sound crazy. Ed Wood. Oh yeah, sure. Ed Wood Jr. Yeah. I have a letter from Ed Wood Jr. to Francis X. Bushman's widow on the day of his death. Uh, well, yeah, when Frasigmu died in a car crash, he wrote his, uh, the, the widow a letter, and I've acquired that later, and I have a pretty extensive collection of the Ed Wood people, including his first wife whose sweaters got stretched out, um, <laughs> and uh, I got her to sign that picture for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there, there's some rare pieces in there, and uh, uh, some are one of a kind. Uh. Or or the second that they're the known of's and and I love to uh, in, in film, even in classic film, I love character actors. Okay. You know, the leads are fine. Yeah. It's those people that were always back there doing yeah. like something. The, like the Igor
0: kind of thing or in yeah. horror, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone like Dwight Fry, that yeah. was a hard find in the autographs. Uh I, I think I have the entire cast of Frankenstein.
0: Okay.
1: Um and Dracula, I'm missing one. I have the Spanish Dracula, which is ex- there may be two in the world uh, of, of those. But uh, uh, it's 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 been a fun thing. Presidentials, uh, uh, without saying, I, I only collect a certain party. Um, Dim, sure. But uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt's in it. The Whig uh, party, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Just <laughs> Franklin starts with Franklin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and. Uh, um, and it's been a fun part of this, but uh, you know, uh, but it's 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 tight tight to film, and uh, I will watch old episodes of um, I'm, I'm MTV uh, me TV fan, uh, and I'll just watch Perry Mason sometimes just, okay. just so I can to oh. guess who the character actor. I
0: grew are. up on that. With my mother watched that yeah. religiously, so I grew up on Perry Mason. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, is
1: that so? So yes, it is. You know, it's yeah. and you yeah. watch the credits at the end, uh, uh, and. Uh, I do, the Untouchables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a
0: what's a what's a current or you know within the last I guess twenty years fifteen twenty years what's a film that you think is uh, underrated that that you've seen?
1: Oh, uh, interesting question. Um, All the presidents men. Okay. Uh, Robert Altman's Popeye. Okay. Mm. I think it's in, it has too much music in it yeah. but it's, it's, but it, I think it's underrated. Yeah. Um, but particularly all the president's men. Okay. Uh, is, is is a film uh, I love to watch and rewatch and rewatch.
0: I have a, this this is going to sound like a funny question but it it is a funny question. Are you a bad audience member to sit with? Like if you're if you're with your wife, if you're with a friend, do they know Man, Luis has these like he. I, I hear him sigh at certain points, or scoff, or maybe he chuckles at something because it's a uh, nobody else is picking up on it. That kind of sometimes thing. I do. Yeah. Normally I will
1: leave before I start doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I I have a. I will turn to my wife and and I'll just do a.
0: She kind of knows. She knows <laughs> I'm doing a thumbs down. Right.
1: Or I will. Take Film her, or live. I will take right.
0: her right. palm and in. hand language, I will it's write. the kick under the table I will, type no, of thing. It, <laughs> I, will,
1: I will spell B A D bad, bad <laughs> on her palm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, I try to be courteous and wait till intermission sure, an and sure. things. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I used to, when when there's a good effort going on, I used to walk out on stuff where they're hamming it up. Or, or, or um, I won't use the word I usually use,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: but uh, it's the oldest living profession, uh, <laughs> and they're doing that on stage. Yeah. And that happens with some touring companies and the like, Yeah, and I, I, I won't tolerate that. Right. You know.
0: When I go see shows, because my background is heavy in lighting, mm-hmm. so I don't ever look down. I don't look at what's happening. I'm I looking, you know, I eventually do. I see where the light's, what it's reflecting off of, how it's affecting the show, and then I look back up, see what's changing, you know. Um, so, so I'm a horrible audience member because my wife's like, are you, gonna wa- "Are you gonna actually watch what's happening on stage?" It's hard. Oh yeah, it it's is. hard. And you sit there and you critique and you're and not out loud. You're not, you know. Yeah. It, it, it is difficult to remove yourself from being that kind of the, the professional and the, the, the critic. But yeah,
1: that happens more to me in in, uh, in theater mm-hmm. than it does in film.
0: Yeah. Um, Sometimes I wish I didn't know as much. Yeah, you know, so you you can enjoy the overall experience. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that that's a that's a real good point. yes yeah. and thought about that because it's it's um, you know and I, you know I don't care if it's 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 an elementary school or something that's happening in <laughs> in the winter garden or something or, or in London. I, I I can't get that out of me oh, sometimes. Man. It's it's just and and uh, I was getting better at it, but I think now with hitting the road and doing clinics yeah. and. not it's yeah. if that mind is looking and analyzing too much. Yeah. And uh, you've just got to give in to the suspension of disbelief. You know, so many times, particularly in, 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 in one act play in the high school, we forget they're fourteen to eighteen year olds. Yeah. We yeah. really do forget and that's amazing in itself that we sometimes just forget it's uh, uh, it's children. Yeah.
0: I heard a critique last night and it was and he won't mind, but Freddie Buckner who's uh-huh. who's been doing this forever, he said. To the cast, he was—they uh, did not advance—but he, he was asking them how old they were. He said, "How how old do you?" How old? And it was just a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, and he just started clapping, and it was like, "That is amazing!" Because in two years, you guys are going to be one of the one of those schools that's just going to be so hard to deal with uh, as far as a, as far as a competition, you know. Um, and I was just kind of eavesdropping in on that conversation, but that helped those kids kind of get rejuvenated they had just been knocked down because they weren't advancing but he said you guys are going to be a powerhouse you know the, the talent here is amazing he did, you know and uh it was very motivational yeah that, uh, that's
1: that's important yeah you know they always talk how do you how do you deal with the, sh- the non-advancing show well you don't destroy them
0: right right
1: you, you give them hope for the future you, mo- you motivate them for the, for the next level and some people just tear them apart yeah. and this that uh, and you can't do that. you you, you, you uh, I, I, I won't mention the school or anything, but I, you know I had a, an experience as a single judge here in the last couple of weeks. And so I had to talk to every school, every school, yeah. all six of them. And there was this one group who pretty much these kids had decided to do a play with the help of a sponsor yeah. yeah and it reminded me of ourselves at that yeah. point and you know there, and there were gosh almighty when you see sparkle sparkle yeah. sparkle, sparkle but it's not sp- and you know that it's there yeah to be worked yeah to 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 create something from and so i, I had to sit there and think do i critique their play or do i talk about their future so i asked, how many of you are seniors well, a bunch of hands went up. Yeah. Okay, there goes that. But I knew that this particular group was from a talented bunch, mm-hmm. smart bunch, and you could tell they were smart up on stage. <laughs> you right. know, there's moments, and and so I started talking dramatic theory with them and explaining, okay, this worked because of this. Now we have to understand that the basis. So I said, who takes physics here? Yeah, hand goes up. Give me a law of physics. Okay, blah blah blah. Typically, it's equal, uh, equal force, stopped up again. And I'll, and I'll turn and so the law, the basic law of theater, is the willing suspension of disbelief. So you've got to trust your audience. At the same time that you're trusting your audience, you have to lie to them. <laughs> Every moment up there has to look real, has to sound real, even within the world of a cartoon. You know, and we end up having this neat little chat and i felt they're leaving feeling good right. like they learned something and those who are coming back had enough there to, to take it with them but again it's that reminder that the oldest one there may be 18 19 maybe
0: yeah
1: and and they were probably going to go off to it's like i told them and i said and uh I started asking, what are you planning to be in? One said, I plan to go to med school. I said, and then you're going to make enough money to build a theater for somebody, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said, so you'll always be a patron of the arts right. because of this. Uh, I think it's an interesting point you just made in, in your chat about the, the children in particular. You know, it's like, it's like when you watch that, that dance recital and there's that one kid that's looking around to, to see what they're doing uh there was a moment in when i was directing quorum boy for the Allstate show for thespians which is by the way if you were to ask me what show that's the one engraved in my soul not my heart that's (laughs) in my soul that particular show that experience with those kids but there was a moment where they were dancing for the for the parents and i said okay you need to be the little girl that doesn't quite get it and you're a step behind and you're watching you know And it just—it became a darling moment, you know, when you applied reality to it, Uh, like the what's his name, Greta, the the little one in Sound of Music. Uh, But uh, yeah, I I think I may have gone off on a tangent.